You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of South Bend Beat. This week we have Ali Patel. Ali owns Ali on the Boulevard over on East Jefferson, right across the street from our office, and has been one of the most requested guests for a couple seasons now. Um, and she kind of dove into all of it, talked about her start, her background, live sales, what goes into that, uh, her pop-up over by Martin's. And speaking of Martin's, this episode is brought to you by Martin's Supermarkets. You can check them out at martins-supermarkets.com and on social media at Martin's Markets. Pop in the side door deli. Uh, got the new barbecue options. Got the Nashville hot rotisserie chicken. Got all kinds of stuff going on. So wherever your local Martin's is, pop in and check it out and enjoy this episode with Ali Patel. And we're back with another episode of South Bend Beats. We have somebody that fans have been asking for for a while. We have Allie Patel, who's across the street from us uh, there at Alpha Dog Agency. So she made the quick block walk down. How are you doing, Allie? I'm well. How are you? Doing pretty well. Um, I'm excited for this one. There's a there's very few small businesses in the area that I think has like a cult following, diehard fans. <laughs> and Allie on the Boulevard is definitely one of them. So funny. Um, everything from like boots on the ground in your brick and mortar to online. Um, the fans make themselves heard. It's kind of like Beyonce Aww. or Ariana Grande fans. They, they really get after it. Um, I want to start with your background, though, because everybody sees, you know, like Allie on the live sales and on social media. I want to get before that. Uh, are you from here originally? Yeah, I've lived in South Bend my entire life. Okay. Yep. What high school well, did you go to? Well, except I was born um, on the East Coast. So when I was a little baby, I lived in Delaware. Oh, yeah. Delaware. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I you went came to, to South Bend. You're a Riley kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, I guess let's start with post Riley. What did that look like? Did you go to school for anything fashion or? No. So marketing? actually, um, I did not finish high school. I got my GED. Love and that. Love that. <laughs> I started my company. I just, I really just wanted to work. And um, I loved working. I got my first job when I was 14 at, um, it used to be called um, Revco. Okay. <laughs> or maybe it was something else prior to that. Anyway, it, it turned into like a CVS. It's not there anymore. It's in the Martins Plaza on okay. the, uh, in Erskine. Uh, but anyway, I worked there when I was 14. It was a little drugstore. Um, but I just loved to work. And so, um, and um, I got my GED and moved on from there. I did take some course and technique classes along the way. Um, but I've always been a maker of things at heart from crafts, um, lots of things. And in my adult life, it's crazy. Um, like all the racks in our store, the cash wrap in the store, like I built that myself. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. That's something a lot of people wouldn't notice maybe walking in until you take a finer look at it. But before you got into fashion, specifically the boutique, did you try any other career paths i know a lot of people that come on they were like yeah it was my eighth or ninth thing i tried before it worked no i always i like ever since i was 13 i 
you know, when I was 13, we had a jewelry making party in a local bead store where it actually makes South Bend is right now. Yeah, it yeah. used to be a bead store. And when I was 13, we had my birthday party in there. So I've kind of always just really been um, into working and also just making things. So not really. I um, I had, you know, odd and end jobs to like make the ends meet. But I started my company when I was 19. Wow. Um, I started inside the farmer's market. Um, and I just always have organically controlled the growth or <laughs> organic and control. Yeah. Those are two. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the growth has been pretty organic, but I've also kind of controlled it. I've, you know, not made decisions that would lead to too much at once. So, um, yeah, I started 19 at the farmer's market. <laughs> One of the things you're really known for is the jewelry. Yes. Was that the initial... Initially, yes. was it like, I want to do jewelry and then it blossomed from there? Yeah, I've always, like I said, made the jewelry um, and then I started making it. And my mom's best friend was like, hey, I sell mine at the farmer's market. You want to also? And um, I was like, OK. And yeah. we started doing it together. The very first time I will say um, that I set up at the farmer's market, I didn't sell one thing. And I was like, my little 19 year old self was so heartbroken. <laughs> but I was like, nope, I'm trying it again. And I didn't let it detour me. And farmer's market is so relative to the stand or position that you have yeah. that day. Um, so it just turned out I had a bad spot. And the next time I went, I sold a bunch of stuff. And I was so excited. And I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> so I want to I selfishly get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. This will turn into more of a business-focused podcast for the next few minutes. But um, I'm, I've always been fascinated on how there's, there's a lot of boutiques where the brick and mortar doesn't always work. And yeah. you've made it work while all the while driving this e-commerce giant that's getting bigger and bigger. Um, I assume the brick and mortar came first um, yeah. as far as like e-commerce as it is now. At what point did you did it click for you? Like, I should really do a storefront. So um, being inside the farmer's market, I used to just be a transient. They call it transient. I hate that word, but transient <laughs> vendor. Um, and then I bought both I bought a booth you can buy your spot and then you get to keep all your stuff there you don't mm -hmm. have to pick up and go so then I eventually bought another one so I had a huge presence there and my business model was growing my my business was growing and I couldn't work with the hours of the farmers market so I I realized quickly I am going to probably need a bigger space I'm going to need mm -hmm. more hours to be able to um, you know, reach the goals that I had set. So, um, I approached, um, I just randomly was talking about it one time I was doing, um, a bazaar with another gal that, you, that Mary who owned Marigold's prior. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I'm thinking about retiring. Let's share the space. So when I started the brick and mortar again, I eased into it. It wasn't like I just showed up and put the entire building what it is today it has very much been a progression of time so it started with half of the space because i just did jewelry and gifts and scarves and sweaters now when you say half are you saying like cut in half or the downstairs yeah i just had the downstairs downstairs okay so um and mary had her stuff upstairs mm -hmm. and then they tore the road up out yep. front we were so not a lot of people remember but jefferson the block where we are was the very first streetscapes model. They used ours as a model to sell it to the rest of the downtown, I guess. I mean, I don't know for sure. Don't 
don't take me for one. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds right. Anyway, it was all torn up. And without being at the farmer's market, I probably wouldn't have survived because it was really hard that summer. Anyway, Mary decided she wanted to fully retire and I needed to take over the entire building or the landlord was going to find another tenant to take over the other half. Well, that did that freaked me out. I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I, who knows what's going to be up there? You know, so I was like, all right, I can do this. I can pay the full rent. I can fill the space. But I really, truly didn't know anything about how to buy clothing or merchandise or any of that. I basically taught myself all of the things did it the hard way, um, found amazing team members that knew the things that I didn't and just evolved from there. But I always just made it work with what I had. Can you tell us about the name? Like it's obviously very specific to your location. How did that come about? So I did some research when naming. So I did go, I was married, uh, previous to my, the husband I'm married to now. And Esh is um, my first husband's last name and my business name was Allie Esh Jewelry and I knew that I wanted to let go of that name and um, because my business was evolving to more than jewelry, it Mm -hmm. needed to be more than that. It was kind of like I was growing up um, and so I did some research and um, a, a lot of people, you know, name their location based on where their location is and I just... Um, I thought it's cute because it's kind of like Alley on the Boulevard, you know, like, yeah. It, anyway, so it works. It works great. And I think also a lot of people could never say my last name. They just yeah. always call it Alley's anyways. So, yeah. Can you take us a little bit through the buying pre- uh, process? Still sticking with like brick and mortar and what you're going to have in the store. Um, I know there's like, we, you travel, you, is it typical for boutiques to travel and then like go to buying events like how does that work yeah so during covid we couldn't travel at all and that was really hard thankfully i wasn't new if i would have been newer i probably wouldn't have survived Mm -hmm. because i didn't know how to buy um so yeah when you buy there are conventions you go to like there's atlanta dallas vegas new york chicago but chicago isn't very good anymore so they're just like big conventions um a lot of the showrooms have permanent spots in these like like the uh, Merchandise Mart in Chicago used to house tons of fashion um, showrooms. Mm-hmm. They don't anymore. It's kind of evolved and changed. They they do it somewhere else. Anyway, um, so yeah, they, they host uh, quarterly shows or probably more than that um, where they do temporary booths. So they invite all of your lines or the lines that you sell um, and you just kind of go from there. Um, and I also... I decide what show I go to based on what lines that I carry are at what show. So there's a little bit of a science to it. (laughs) And I'd imagine early on it was probably a lot of stuff that you liked. Now you probably have a pretty good feel on the pulse of your following and what they like, and you can probably tailor your buying that way. Yeah, so it's crazy. I look back to when I first started. um, I didn't really understand body type and what sorts of body types wear certain stuff. I probably just you know bought stuff that I liked like mm-hmm. you said um, but now I've educated myself on um, drop shoulder or v-neck or scoop or you know long torso short to- torso to better understand um, what kind of garment looks best on people and honestly to be able to give that education to someone that walks in the door that maybe doesn't know that is like 
so fulfilling when when I am helping a woman find an outfit mm -hmm. and I kind of say, you know, this works because of this or this doesn't work and you literally see the light bulb go off in their head. There's nothing more fulfilling than that because I personally didn't even know. And once I realized, I'm like, shoot, I have broad shoulders. I shouldn't be wearing ruffles on my shoulders that look like a football player, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I think, I think it just is, it, it really fulfills fulfills me to help and, and it's crazy it blows my mind a lot of people don't know yeah I didn't know yeah. <laughs> and I think before I get into the e-commerce side I want to talk about some I think the genius of your brand and your marketing is when people buy from you then they feel like they're Allie's friend like you're you, you try to go out of your way to connect to your following and your uh, followers was that something that's intentional or does it come naturally to you so one of the things that I I tell my staff, I also tell um, anyone that comes in when they're trying something on and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, just take it off. It's just, I think we just try, we try really hard to just be authentic and real because the life is just like too short. And I don't know. I, I just always feel like, you know, honesty and being real is, is just special. And I think that that definitely builds connection and bond with people. And it's not that we do it to, you know, seek out that business. It's just because it makes us feel good. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the big picture, we all have to make a living and survive. Um, but why not feel good about how you're making an impact in the community while doing that? So for us, it's more than that. But yeah. So shifting to your e-commerce, you, you've built quite the e-commerce giant. Um, how, I think a lot of people when they, uh, and even if it's not like e-commerce in their head, they're just thinking like online sales or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think most people assume it's a lot simpler than it is. Like a lot goes into selling online, even if you're selling on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. um, e-commerce. When did you decide to really dive into online sales or e-commerce? I, I feel like it was before COVID even before yeah. you started doing it. So in 2017, that was probably the year where I had my first really great manager who had went to school for fashion merchandising. And um, we just, we were doing all the things, vibing, everything was great. And then I got pregnant. Then mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's really hard to do all the things now. So that year we really worked on our website. We noticed a difference in numbers. We noticed people coming in the store saying, I saw this on your website. They pre-shopped the website before they walked in the door. 2018, I had, I was mom status, hardcore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Same for 2019. But during COVID, we were like, shoot, we have got to like get our act together here. So it was either just stay home like and do nothing, which I, that's not in me. <laughs> like my husband is like, do you ever sit down? <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah. Um, so I just knew that in order, it was very, very scary. Like when we got the PPP loan, I literally cried to my mm -hmm. banker. I was like, oh, we're approved. Oh, <laughs> I was so excited. Anyway, we needed it like to yeah. survive. So I just didn't have any choice. It was like we have to redo the, there was no other way to get um, our consumer products besides the live sales. So yeah. And pivoting to that, I imagine has set you up well for, you know, the next decade because now you have it down to a science. You mentioned a live sales. Let's talk live sales a little bit. <laughs> that was most the, um, 
most of the questions, comments that came in, it was like, people want to know what goes on behind the scenes of live sale. What's the prep look like? And then the live sale sale ex- itself, I know is kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. I can speak for our household. I know she will hardwire into the internet to try and get the comment up first. Um, and then what does it look like afterwards, sorting it all out and getting it shipped? So live sales, I had never done a live until COVID happened, mm-hmm. until March of 2019, I had never done a live. And after that, I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Why haven't I been doing this yeah. sooner? <laughs> um, so we started doing lives more often and then we attempted our first live sale, which was, I was like blown away and I was like, oh my gosh, hot mess. So every time we do one, I feel like it gets better and better. Um, in fact, we need to do one soon Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's hard it does it takes a lot of work it's a ton of work you're letting go of product sometimes i sell things for less than i paid but it's not about for me what makes the live sale so great is i'm connecting and engaging with our customer um i'm it is fun like it's intense but it's also fun i think for um the viewer it gives them an experience um and it also, then they come into the store. We get to see them when they pick their product up. It's just, it's a, it's a huge thing. Like they're very intense. So what makes us decide to have a live, live sale? Sometimes we look at our sales goals, our sales numbers, and we're like, we need something to boost us to get us through. Like this September has been unseasonably hot. Well, we're not really selling sweaters. Right. Except for this week we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... And also, like, if people aren't coming in, we're not getting a lot of traffic, we need something to build buzz, um, we'll do it. Also, it's a season change. We have tons of product right now, like dresses that are left over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also a great opportunity to give those people that are really great fans and followers a deal and something at a less price. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we pull all the things. Uh, sometimes I pull it well in advance. Sometimes I do it the day of. It just depends on on the time that day we have to change all of the prices in our system we never used to to do that so like when we would send the carts after the live sale we would um oh my gosh it would take forever because we'd have to change prices and you're like trying to hurry and then the prices aren't right (laughs) so we changed all the prices prior to we removed them from the website and then um we we is your inventory connected on the website and the yeah, so it makes it a little. It's still a lot of work, but it makes it a little. It little definitely easier. makes it easier. That's the main reason during COVID we switched over our website and our point of sale system didn't talk to each other. Yeah. So we would sell things and we'd be like, oh, shoot. It's double the work. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to manually remove it from inventory. Inventory was getting screwed up. So anyway, um, it, it's live sales are great, but they're intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen, it's good reality TV to watch them. It's, uh, like, oh it's something. Gosh. Yeah. Because it's uh, a lot of it is just like claiming or saying sold in the first comment that comes in. And not necessarily on their side. It's the first comment that comes in on your side. Yeah. That so wins. that was probably the biggest um, thing to overcome in the beginning. There was the very first one, there were so many people like, I commented first. No, I come. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I didn't understand it myself. Everyone on their computer is going to look like they commented first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're like, uh, we're pulling. So, so we have at least four people there when we do a live sale. There's three people behind the camera. One person's moderating on the computer. Mm-hmm. One person is writing down the 
things as they come in, like the comments as they come in. Another person is pulling the items from my rack and putting it that claimed name on the items. So, and then in alphabetical order, yeah. <laughs> if you're good, yeah. you can do it in alphabetical <laughs> order during the live, but it's, it's a lot. So has anyone ever not picked up? I know shall I come to the office? Like, I gotta go cross street and pick up my order. <laughs> do you give them a time limit on when they can pick up? Um, no, a lot of like, we, we do have a couple of, um, web orders that have been in the, uh, in the, but they're all paid for. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, people maybe forget. We send them reminders. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more social media topic sure. before we move to a couple other things. Um, <clears throat> you do you do social media very well um, across okay. all your channels, and the photos are always great. Why don't you hit people with a couple tips on how to make their, their Instagram photos pop a little bit more? It could be lighting. It could be make sure you have someone taking a picture and knows what they're doing. Like, do you do anything special for the photos to stand out from other businesses, other boutiques? I think that, so I think it's really important to just focus on you and what makes you you Mm -hmm. and what your audience is liking from you instead of thinking and, and figuring that out is like half the battle. So, um, like for us, we kind of think of what we want to see. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see when you're looking on a website or Instagram? Or um, I always try to like spark a little curiosity or, um, you know, things like that. But yeah, absolutely. Good lighting, um, a good background, a good angle, um, understanding your body and what your assets are, what you should conceal and how to balance your uh, body type out and that's all in um you know posing and all that stuff so i don't know awesome. <laughs> so you mentioned it's an unseasonably warm september which it has been um football came back along with it came the big crowds um what did what did those weekends look like pre-covid and then what have they looked like this season with the warm september yeah it's so it's so different so in in retail fashion um we we are ruled by the weather, unfortunately. Um, so it's a hard question to answer before COVID, um, during football game weekends. It, it was pretty good. Um, I think this year it's just been really, really warm and like, it's just tough. Like I, I want to be outside, yeah. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think a lot of people want to be inside and, um, it's just it's just so tough to to say but yeah i mean people come shopping definitely after the game and then um we we also love to do live sales during football mm-hmm. <laughs> like sunday night or monday night football because the guys uh, football is tough on it's, relationships uh, it's <laughs> i'm do you I, like football yeah i mean i i don't even know if i should eh, if you follow me on instagram you would know anyway I'm 12 hours every Saturday, 12 hours every Sunday. Do you have kids? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> I imagine if that were different, it would change. But, you think uh, long and hard about having a kid about your football Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally 24 hours of football on a weekend. If you can do that, that's great. And you love that. And that's... You and sit you, and you gamble and there's fantasy and it's, like, oh it's all. Boy. But to your point, there's females your in the household more? that yeah. like, yeah, would love <laughs> to spend some money on a live sale. So, um, and I would love to go work. I'm like, oh my God, another football game. Yeah. 
So anyway. Speaking, so you, you've known like downtown for a while. Um, it seems like even like when I first moved to the area, I'm talking like I don't know, seven, eight years ago, um, with football weekends or if something was happening, Notre Dame centric, it pretty much stayed in that area to where now it seems like downtown starting to capture more of that traffic and become more uh, of something for people to go see and experience. Have you noticed that same trend? Yeah. So when we first moved in downtown, I mean, it's nothing like what it is now. Howard Park wasn't yeah. there. Um, if DTSB would have an event on the other side of the river, it would be like was, crickets yeah. over here on this side. And I'd be like, oh man. Anyway, um, yes, it's very much um, more spread out. Pegs works so hard to bring students from the campus. She has she does a great job of engaging with the Notre Dame students. Um, I think I think yeah, everybody's really really trying. So yeah, it's great. We see a lot more foot traffic. It's it's awesome. We always wrap up with some fun questions, but there's two questions we ask everybody before we get into these. Um, the first one, and for a lot of people that come on the podcast, are entrepreneurs, and it's a tough one to answer. But what does a typical day for you look like? If you could try to put it in a hole as much as possible, what's your typical day look like? Um, so depending on what time I wake up, sometimes it's five a.m. five to se- five to seven a.m. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. Ooh. Today I got up at six, but I have a three-year-old who has an internal alarm clock. So yeah. <laughs> without <laughs> without setting an alarm clock, I'm up at six thirty or seven every day, um, getting both of us ready, or my husband will help, um, and then just coming to work, um, touching base with my team. So a Monday is always our busy, busy day. Mm-hmm. Um, I meet with our social media and website person. I meet with our store manager. We sit down, we kind of come up with the week's plan. Uh, what do we need to, you know, carry over from last week to this week? What events do we have coming up? Um, things like that. And then, um, put out new arrivals, just kind of, you know, plan, um, I try almost, I, I work out, um, I feel like not a good person if I don't have a good yeah. workout. So, um, in one way or another, um, and then, uh, pick my daughter up from school and go home, make dinner, do walks, stuff like that. Um, but I try really, really, really hard to have a work life balance. I don't have a computer at home. Um, I try really, really hard to not be on my phone. Like when I walk in the door at like 4.15 or 5, you know, I'm trying to be fully present and it's hard because there are some things in the evening then I have to, you know, go, go do, but it is what it is. So, yeah. The other question is advice for, um, a lot of younger listeners just coming out of college early in their professional careers. And if, you know, if they're looking, looking at you and they're saying, I'd like to be Allie one day, what do you have a piece of advice or two for them? I don't think, um, comparing or looking at others is really a good idea. I think what focusing on yourself and what you can do and, um, you know, going from there but I I think really working hard understanding yourself and I think one of the most important things that I had to learn the hard way was to make space 
for um, stillness, to make space for, you know, meditation and just having alone time or just being still for at least 10 minutes or, you know, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I guess, you know, working hard, don't give up. Um, I think the biggest thing I always say is work with what you have and where you are now, you know? Love it. That's great (laughs) advice. And do you, a lot of it, and it's starting to go away from this, but it was the hustle, hustle, hustle culture. Are you big on balance as far as like you can hustle, 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 but make sure that you're taking time to kind of regroup and some time for yourself as well? Yeah, I think it's all relative um, to um, what needs to be done in the moment. I'm never going to just like not hustle if, um, if I, you know, if I, if, if the livelihood of the business depends on it. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely think balance is really, really important, but, um, when it's, when, when you can, (laughs) so, um, yeah, no, I think hustling is very important. I think a lot of people think that, um, things, they look for easy ways or things like that. And anything worth really a lot is really hard work Mm -hmm. and, there's nothing like easy out there, you know, that's, that's worth it that I've found anyway. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Let's, we'll wrap up with a few answer the internet questions. Do you think you could beat Tom Cruise in a fight? Fist fight? He's no. A little, he's a little fella. Are we fist fighting these days? I mean, if you had to fist fight, you and Tom Cruise. Oh, it depends. If he did something to my kid. See, probably, oh I'm, yeah. Then like the mama would, bear thing comes yeah, out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Jumanji? Jurassic Park, I love dinosaurs. They could also kill you. No, I'm a dinosaur whisperer. Oh, you're like Chris Pratt and you just, yeah. you'd be right in blue. <laughs> um, have you ever been stuck on an elevator? Um, No, I don't think so. God, that'd be scary. All right, so are you a little claustrophobic? Do you ever think about it? I don't mean to like bring this into your world. Do you ever think about it when you get on elevators? I don't ride them at all. I hate them. No. You're good with them. I'm like, let's jump. Can I push? The, can I push that button? <laughs> can I push that alarm button? Make the bell ring. <laughs> Have you or would you skydive? Yes. I I could tell you if you hit that button and I'm on the elevator, it'd get ugly. I hit it all the time. Oh, nothing happens. It just rings oh, a bell. My, my kid gosh. loves it. <laughs> oh, we actually I go, would be so mad. <laughs> we go ride the elevators at DoubleTree on rainy days. Just for fun? Yeah, she loves it. It's free. She's she wants so to go much more brave than I am. She wants to go up and down, up and down. They're glass. You can see out of that. That does help. That yeah. is a little less claustrophobic. She Still loves it. Can't be pressing that button. <laughs> um, all right. Is it, and we've got answers on both sides, so you can answer however you actually feel. Is it okay? You're going on a first date with a guy uh-huh. back when in your single days. Can they use a gift card on a first date? Why not? Okay. Yeah. I think that's usually the answer is if, if they're going to be smart with the money, but. I, we have had a couple people like leave a gift card at home. So the guy always pays on the first date. That, for that? The, yeah, for this one, yeah. Okay. We've ne- we've never got the uh, we've never got the inverse. If you so you go out with a guy and you're gonna pay, would you have any hesitation using a gift card? No. You'd be good with it. Slap it down right I, there. Yeah. I even like, pay on trade. I'm like, hey, you want some clothes? That's kind of the way to go, though. That's one of the big perks <laughs> of having like a storefront with some actual items. Um, Let's do, someone walks in here right now, says, we'll put 50K in your bank account, or are you going to have half a million dollars in pennies? Which one are you taking? It's the same. 
No, 50K oh. or half a million in pennies, and you have to sort through these pennies. Like, you can't call the bank to come. Hell yeah, the half a million. You're taking all the pennies and just yes. rolling a bunch of pennies? Come on. <laughs> Work is my middle name. No. At that, actually, the good way to go about that, say you get half a million in pennies, you could like pay someone 50K to do the work for you. You're yeah. making 450K. So I thought you were asking me a trick question. No. Nope. Because I thought you were saying fifth, half, half. Half and half? No. Nope. Half a it's, million. You definitely get more with pennies. pennies. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're on a little higher brain level. We're, we're, no, not, no. <laughs> we're not at that point. Rest of your life, chef, masseuse, or chauffeur for free? Um, Chef. Yeah, I think that's the way to, probably the most expensive, too. Okay. Do you Champagne do you, um you ride Uber and Lyft? Yeah, sometimes. Are you a talker in the back or no? Depends if I've had a, a glass of wine. <laughs> Depends how loose you are. Yes, yeah. totally a totally a talker. I've even taken um my dog with before. In really? Italy. Oh yeah. yeah. She used to go everywhere with me. <laughs> We'd only visit restaurants that were pet friendly. That this was before I had a kid though. So <laughs> do But you, they let they let the dog in. They didn't even like sideways glance say well how big a dog are we talking she was like 45 pounds english so, bulldog so not, okay so that's good i was a dog. good i was a good tipper okay yeah that, i let a dog in anywhere even with or without a tip let alone yeah. with a tip <laughs> how long does it decide does it take you to decide what to wear every day oh my gosh this is my life struggle some days literally you're not a night before person yes i am oh you are okay. i love night before but i don't always have time i'm so tired sometimes by the time i'm like if i lay down i'm just like out um i do love the night before sometimes i plan out the week be oh, wow. because it's so this is something that people don't really realize or understand about when you own a star the like i always feel like i have to wear what we have in stock because people are like oh is that at the store i'm like this is from last year so I try to really hard to That'd wear. Be stressful. It is a little stressful, yeah. And then like, if you just don't feel like putting on a cute outfit, you just want to wear yoga. Do you ever get to wear like just something you don't and have never had? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I so I so sometimes it doesn't take me a long time at all. But now that we have the pop up, I'm like I have to wear something the pop up sells. Yeah. <laughs> and then the downtown location sells anyway. But the only things that I buy. Now, I don't buy clothes anywhere, um, which makes my life a little easier. I do buy workout clothes okay, and bathing suits. So I do, I do love and wear um, workout clothes all the time. Oh, my gosh. Such a <laughs> hand talker. So we'll go a – we'll do one more, and then we're going to have a two-part Martin's question. All right. One more, let's do um, – mm. Would you date someone knowing all their exes are dead? How'd they die? Mysterious circumstances. Hell no. That's like a major red flag. Depends on if I was in self-destruct yeah. mode or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. no. We'll, we'll do a two-part Martin's question. We'll start with, um, Can speaking of Martin's, can you tell us about your pop-up because you were going to be right very close to some of our friends over at Martin's yeah, um, over on 23 in South Bend. Um, it, this is the first pop-up I believe. Yeah. So this is our second location. Um, and it is a temporary location in the Martin's Plaza right next to Salon Rouge and the nail salon. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We, um, 
we stayed really true to our brand. We do have some younger um, girl products, but we've also stayed pretty true to our brand. It's a little bit different. It's a, it's a different location for sure. So, uh, but the goal is to kind of build brand awareness and um, just have a in-your-face version of Alley on the Boulevard, but on the avenue. And the second part of that, Martin's question, um, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, nothing weird. No, I love weird stuff. I'm, I'm gonna, no bugs or like anything like that. I'm gonna ask you something. I'm gonna go ahead and ask. Okay. I ask most people. Have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? Uh, oysters, but I don't know about Rocky Mountain oysters. So would you try Rocky Mountain oysters? What's if, the difference? I mean, you, I can tell you after you tried them, but like, would you try them? I don't know. <laughs> they are bull testicles. Oh. Um, but like, are don't they good. They, they are good. They taste very a lot like chicken. They I don't, would try it. I'm they, a big fan of trying. They things. don't come out in like I mean, you would assume like a sphere thing, of, uh-huh. but it looks more like chicken strips. Okay. Yeah. Dip them it in depends. some ranch or some barbecue. Mm-mm. No dip for me. <laughs> no dip. Just <laughs> how many calories are in those? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, you can you can have as many as, as you want, but yeah, I'd say give that a shot. You've never tried like um, so you said no to insects. Yeah, you ever no. had like ostrich? Um, no. Ostrich is, is pretty good. And then some people eat like snake and stuff. But Or what about gator? Have you had gator? Never had it. Yeah. I would say if you're, the first thing you should dive into is the Rocky Mountain oysters. Okay. Next Where time. do you get that at? Um, like Kansas, you Colorado, Texas, you Utah. You so don't have a kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Like your life as you know it is just Would like, be completely different? A little bit, yeah. I a could, lot of it. Couldn't just like go out and get Rocky Mountain oysters no. in Colorado at some point. <laughs> and then one more thing I wanted to mention um, before we do some plugs here. Are there any fashion trends that people should be looking out for um, coming Fa- up this fall, winter? Yes, face paint. Face paint? Yeah. So face paint. Or you could just do whole body. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know people would have been rolling down Jefferson uh, and face paint the next I, few days. I, I So like confession i don't follow trends <laughs> i so what about an alley trend something that you were going to bring in i kind of just well i mean i follow trends a little bit based on what they have available mm-hmm. at market but i'm not a bit like our brand isn't a big trend brand we do little trends um but our girl is very like i'm practical i'm like you gotta be comfortable you can't look like silly mm-hmm because you wanted to follow a trend. So um, that's really not my... That's so not. something just popped into my mind then. You're in fashion. Thoughts on the Met Gala? I didn't even watch it. Do you... Are you a fan of like the big, crazy Yeah, it's costumes? fun. Yeah. I love Halloween. If you do it like once or twice. I love Halloween. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I are you a, doing anything for Halloween at the board? Or maybe I can never, first Fridays maybe he's going to be doing something? I don't know. I can never think of anything to do at Halloween at the store. We do like black and orange products on sale mm-hmm. because so in retail, we have to start putting holiday out. Oh, it's not the same. Yeah. So like last year on Halloween, I put put the holiday window up. Do you you do you have music going in there? Yeah. And what At what point do you start with the Christmas music? We do not start Christmas music till after Thanksgiving. God bless you. Yeah. We just <laughs> do Thanksgiving to Christmas. We do put our holiday decorations out and all of our holiday product out after Halloween just because we have a ton of holiday product that we sell through, especially our holiday candle. 
and and we need a big window to sell mm. that. So it's it's not like I wish I could be like Marshall Fields or Macy's or whoever yeah. would wait till after Thanksgiving. I just I don't I don't have that bandwidth. Yep. <laughs> Plug away. Let's plug. Um, social media channels, website. Uh, if you're going to be doing a live sale at some point where they can find that, hit them with everything they need to know. Um, our Instagram is Allie on the Boulevard and our Facebook's Allie on the Boulevard. Um, and then you can always follow me on my personal page. I sometimes give sneak um, jump starts on there sales and like... Sometimes I, I think it's a little bit more of my perspective or view or my my true favorite things that we have that are new. Um, so I don't know. And also I put a lot of my cute daughter on there. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's freaking hilarious. That likes riding the elevators. She does. And the other night she wouldn't go to bed and she kept getting out of her bed in the morning. She's calling my name and I walk in her room and I say, what? now you want to stay in your bed? And she just <laughs> laughed so hard at three. She just gets humor. It's great. <laughs> anyway, yeah, on the website, allyonthebullevard.com. And then um, we're also at, uh, we have our brick and mortar store, which is 722 East Jefferson. And then our pop-up location, which will be open through December, is in 2031 South Bend Avenue in the Martins Plaza. Open all the way to Christmas? Is that yeah. what it's going to? That, awesome. That's the plan. Um, there's a lot of rumors, um, of supply and demand issues through production. Mm -hmm. If we can't get product to fill up the, you know, the downtown location, we'll have to pull product from the pop-up. I mean, I don't know. We're just taking it day by day, but yeah, the goal is to stay open until the end of December. Awesome. Allie, thank you for your time. This thank was a blast. Thanks. Uh, I think everyone's really going to enjoy it. And I know you said Monday's your busy day, so get back to doing whatever you were yeah. doing. And again, thanks for coming by. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It might seem like a lot, but they all play and they roll. Put that on anything that I got. And all I care about is my city, man. I can't say it enough. I done heard things about y'all that they can't say about us. I just hold it down for my side. I just hold it down for my set. I give everybody a piece of this and I make do. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.